Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto experts. To the end zone. The mark of fantasy excellence. You have to be careful about who you think is stepping forward on the depth chart. We're here to help you win your leagues and win that cash. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts in the morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Rise and shine, fantasy players. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Columbus Day, Monday, October 8th. Let's cock-a-doodle-do it. This is Roto Experts in the Morning right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am your host, Dane Martinez. They call me Speeds the Spitting Statistician. And as always, I am overjoyed to be joined by my man, FSWA Hall of Famer, El Rey de Fantasia, the King, Scott Angle. Scotty, throw your rollies in the sky, wave them side to side, and keep your hands high. Week 5, almost in the books. We had two teams undefeated going into uh, Week 5. We still have two teams undefeated. How you feeling, Scotty? Yes, I don't understand all that lingo, but, uh, you know, I'm very happy to be here. As you should be, as you should be. Throwing your rollies in the sky and waving them side to side is twofold. It's showing, Scott, that you have... It's twofold, okay, Scott? It's showing that you are having a good time waving it side to side. But if you have a rolly, that means you're also doing all right on the financial let me, let me end, too. R- right, this See that rolly. double entendre? Okay. You know who's also doing all right? It don't matter. It's Patty Mahomes. He can go up against the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. We built this as the unstoppable force against the immovable object, Scotty. And Patty Mahomes gets his 313 yards passing, runs for a touchdown, does turn it over, uh, you know, twice with two picks. But I got to tell you, Scott, it was the Kansas City defense, if anything, that actually stepped up. I mean, we've been talking for all season long about how everyone scores on the Kansas City defense. They were about tired of that. They scored themselves and turned Jacksonville over five times, Bortle service, sh- servicing uh, the opponent once again, four picks for him. Yeah, and you know, very interesting because uh, people get very anxious before games like this. First off, because of the matchup, and you know he really hasn't, uh, you know, faced a matchup like this. And second, with the weather, and you know, I want to make a point about the weather. You know, everybody gets all out of sorts as soon as they see see rain, and it, mm. it's not that simple. It's you know they're playing the Jaguars, they're in the rain. He's going to have a bad day, and. It, Look, the matchup was daunting, but the defense doesn't always win every matchup. You know, we saw that yesterday. But with the weather, 
people people got you know very crazy when they they thought it was raining and pouring right before the game. But you have to look into the details, and this is why you listen to this channel because we broke it down for you. You know, I said, look, the wind is only five miles an hour, and right. and the, the rain was due to taper off. In the second half, it had absolutely no effect on the game. We saw this in week one as well, I think, with the Cleveland game Cleveland uh, game as well. So you can't freak out just because of weather. It depends on what the weather is. If it's very windy, then it's going to play havoc with the passing game. When you're talking five, six-mile-an-hour winds like yesterday, there was no reason to panic. All right, so talk about what we saw then in this game. The Kansas City Chiefs are the undefeated team. In the AFC, I mean, Scotty, how do you think this went in terms of the matchup of, like, you know, dominant offense versus the dominant defense of Jacksonville? Well, uh, you know, you look, Mahomes had his first two interceptions, but I think it met kind of somewhere in the middle. He still had the yardage. He still had a rushing touchdown. And he gave you a good floor in this game, and that's what you want to see from a quarterback like that, that if he faces a tough matchup, at least you'll have a decent floor. And who knows, you know, there might be some upside. There's not a lot of shutdown defenses in the NFL. Like, you know, we always heard defense wins championships. I was talking about this on Fantasy Football Rewind. And last year's Super Bowl was a shootout. Now, I believe when the Rams get healthy, they, you know, they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl because they're a combination of offense and defense. But it, nobody's playing shutdown defense. This is, this is a passing era right now, and you're, mm-hmm. you're just seeing it all over the place. So you really can't you know, go haywire when, when you see matchups like that. Uh, you know, Tyree Kill had a decent floor yesterday. Travis Kelsey proved he's a fantasy superstar. He can do it against anybody. On the other side of the ball, Blake Bortles, you know, he showed us who he is, 400 yards, four interceptions. You know, that's Blake Bortles in a nutshell. Absolutely. I've been telling people for a while that I still will not trust Blake Bortles. The 430 passing yards look absolutely great. But that's what happens when you have that garbage time. Remember what the Jaguars were like three years ago? And Blake Bortles was a viable fantasy quarterback because of the garbage time. But the four interceptions would definitely give me a concern. Scotty, I want to move over to the next and only other undefeated team in the National Football League. And I think it's a great point you just made, Scotty. Um, the idea that there's really no dominant defenses we are in an era of offense one of the people one of the teams we thought may have had a dominating defense were the los angeles rams they go to five and oh but it's really on the strength of again once again that offense they put up 33 points up in seattle jared goff going for 321 yards he does turn the ball over twice but todd Gurley gets into the end zone not once not twice but three times scotty though Seattle is able to put up 31 points on the Rams. And I got to ask you something. Running game, it looks like the Rams, you know, we all thought about this Rams defense. But is the Rams defense really more just like a pass rush? Because it looks like you may be able to run on them. Chris Carson, 116 yards on the ground. Mike Davis, another 68. And the Seahawks were a team that was not really able to run the ball that effectively in the last month or so. But then they were able to do it against the Rams. This is an intriguing game to me, 33-31, Rams get the victory to go undefeated 5-0. and Yeah, actually, the Seahawks have run the ball highly effectively the last two games coming into this game. It was uh, okay. the first two games where they came out, and they were not able to run effectively, but the combination of Chris Carson and Mike Davis uh, worked really well. Uh, you know, Davis seems to be the preferred goal line back. 
uh, you know, th- this Rams team uh, was not good against the run last year. And with the injuries in the secondary and some injuries in linebacker, their pass defense is suffering as well. So you can, uh, you can certainly take advantage of it. Now, Brian Schottenheimer finally opened up the play calling where he was using more play action with Russell Wilson. And Tyler Lockett just scored for the fourth time. You know, Tyler Lockett's looking like a must-start as a wide receiver three. David Moore scored twice. He's somebody you at least got to put on your watch list. Uh, Brandon Marshall might be cut by the Seahawks soon. And Doug Baldwin, you know, this guy is playing with uh, on two bad knees. He had one catch for seven yards. He's just not a factor right now. You can't cut him, but you're going to leave him on your bench because you can't get nothing for him in a trade, you know, on the other side of the ball, you know, they are who they are. It's Jared Goff threw for 300, over 300 yards, I believe, for the fourth straight game. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I hear you about Doug Baldwin. You listen, you know, he missed some time with not one but two kind of lower body injuries. And so that could be an issue moving forward. Let me ask you about this game, Scotty. Mike Davis, are we going to see him, uh, his name be a popular waiver wire pickup? He had a decent game last week as well. Um, I mean, you know, Rashad Penny looks like a cut candidate, mostly because Davis is taken on in the in the in the timeshare with Carson. Yeah, I think it's already happened last week. People yeah. were cutting Rashad Penny and picking Mike Davis up. So, you know, Mike Davis will be available still in some leagues, and people will pick him up. This is a timeshare where both running backs are being productive, but Chris Carson has trouble staying healthy. We've seen Davis get injured before, so at any time, you know, both the guys could emerge as as a lead back. But, you know, the timeshare is working. You know, Chris Carson is running well. He's breaking tackles. He's carrying tacklers. He's getting a lot of yardage after contact right now. And Mike Davis is the preferred goal line option. And I think he, Russell Wilson prefers him as a pass receiver. So these are two guys right now that you could use them both as your flex. All right, and then on the other side, listen, you know how much I call the Rams like a fantasy herd, right? And how you want the shepherd of the herd, and that is Jared Goff. But in this week, something different happened. Cooper Cup gets banged up. After his 6-for-90 and a touchdown, he leaves the game. All right, Brandon Cooks banged up with a leaves with a concussion. Robert Woods is the one who takes the lead. He goes 5-for-92. He also has 53 yards on the ground. But more importantly with this fantasy herd, look, Josh Reynolds said, Steps right in. You see Higby and Everett right in. You know, I mean, it's like that's the definition kind of of the herd is there's just so many players there that it almost makes me feel that like, you know, obviously Cup and Cooks are standout talents, but it almost seems like they're plug and play with the Rams. Jared Goff as the shepherd of the herd. Talk to me about Cup and about Wood, uh, not Woods, and about uh, Cooks. I know they left with concussions. We're going to have to get an update for them later on in the week, right? Yeah, there, there really is nothing to say because we got to just play, wait, and see right now, and everybody he- heals differently from a concussion. So uh, there's really nothing. We'd be guessing right now. You know, we we shouldn't do that. Uh, you know, with Cup, to me, he's the most, he's the that the receiver I want most on that team right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could say the hits look the hit look worse on on Cooks than it did with Cup, but you, you just don't know. You might have to be prepared to be without them for Week Six. It's a realistic possibility, and you know maybe Tyler Higby starts becoming a thing for next week. 
Yeah, so we shall see. But remember, without them for much of the game yesterday, they still put up 33 points. So the uh, the Rams are still looking like the greatest show on surf as they go to 5-0 and on the season. Scotty, DailyRoto.com is trying to make fantasy great again. We've told you how that site has produced millionaires over at FanDuel and DraftKings and millions more in smaller prizes for countless subscribers. This past Sunday, for example, using the Daily NFL lineup optimizer, Colin Drew, our guy who we talked to on the this show cash for over $72,000 on DraftKings. Those are the tri- kinds of things we are trying to help you do. What do you think I'm talking about when I say we help you win that cash? So head on over to DailyRoto.com, enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount, and take part of the Daily Fantasy winning. You're going to win so much, you're going to get sick of winning. And if it's sports wagering you're into, click on the new sports betting tab, but you'll be able to use the same tools that have produced all those DFS winnings. DailyRoto.com is making fantasy great again. That's DailyRoto.com, the industry website where millionaires are made and thousandaires too, like our guy Colin Drew. You know, Scotty, we talk with Colin Drew all the time during the, with the golf going on. He gave us that, you know, DFS for golf. He's been hot so far. Daily Roto's been hot producing millionaires and producing, you know, cash for people left and right. Colin Drew, all right, let me show you this. All right, Colin Drew had in his lineup, check this out. He had Aaron Rodgers, who was the number one quarterback, getting him 33 points. He had James Conner, who went off. TJ Yeldon, who went off. Then Devontae Adams, who scored big time, getting him points. He had Valdez Scantling. Talk about a Packers stack, right? And the Packers didn't even win the game. But if you had Rodgers, Adams, and Valdez Scantling, you did good. He had Hooper as his tight end, okay? McCaffrey catching balls left and right in that Carolina Giants game. And then he had our guy as well, Galladay. It would be so nice. So let's look at that game right now, Scotty. The Detroit Lions get a win at home, 31-23. to But Colin Drew's lineup had Packers left and right. Aaron Rodgers goes for 442 yards and three touchdowns. Then he had Devontae Adams, who gets the 9 for 140 and a touchdown. And Valdez Scantling, who in, you know, in place of Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison, who were banged up, he had seven catches, 68 yards, and a touchdown. Let's start there Scotty though Valdez Scantling is this uh, a thing or is this a one week thing because Cobb and Allison were out it's a one week thing but we don't know if it's going to be just a one week thing or not because it really depends on how the other guys heal so you know it was a nice plug-in it was a it was a great daily play uh you know I didn't cash nearly as much as uh, Colin Drew but I had a I had a fine day on daily yesterday and you know Marcus Valdez Scanting was in both of my lineups that I that I cashed out nicely in. So look, Aaron Rodgers, I ranked him 13 in my lineup ranks because I was worried about you know the recent run of play and the depleted mm-hmm. wide receiving crew, and he used his bulletin board material and he played catch up and. You know, Valdez Scantling uh, is a guy that they liked. He played well in the preseason, and opportunity w- does lead to production with a guy like that. If he has to be in there in the next game, uh, use him. And uh, if he's the third wide receiver, though, it's going to be a lot more dicey. 
Yeah, listen, let me tell you something. Equimus St. Brown also had 89 yards in the air. Remember, Scotty, I mean, um, these Packers, they drafted a boatload of wide receivers this year, you know, because Randall Cobb is getting along in age. They like Geronimo Allison ascending, but they were starting to plan for this. So St. Brown and Valdez Scantling do work. But that's the team that didn't even win, okay? Let's not talk about them because Mason Crosby, I think, missed like five kicks in this game. But let's talk about the Detroit. Detroit Lions side, Scotty, and here's the point I want to make. The Detroit Lions now have two wins on the season, right? Remember in their first win against New England, that was the game where Kerryon Johnson ran for over 100 yards and broke that streak, became the first Lions 100-yard rusher since, some, some, since like Reggie Bush, you know. Kerryon Johnson again in this one, 12 carries, 70 yards. He also gets another 15 on uh, in the air game. It looks like the Lions are almost best. We know about Jim Bob Cooter and all this, but it almost looks like the Lions are best when they have the ability to establish the run. Kerryon, my way, with Sun with 70 yards, LeGarrett Blunt, LGBT rights, getting into the end zone not once but twice. Scotty, when the Lions can run the ball, they're a much more effective team. Yeah, they certainly are. You know, that's what they want to establish. You know, Bob Quinn talked about them being much more physical this year. You know, that puts a dent sort of in the production of Matthew Stafford. You know, they'll throw right. for touchdowns, but you'll see a lot less yardage. You're not going to see anything more from Carryon Johnson volume-wise. You've got to continue. Hope that he continues to average over five and a half to six yards a pop. It's not something you can rely on, but, you know, it makes him, it makes him a viable flex. And occasionally he'll get a goal line carry. That's frustrating. Theo Riddick is overrated, not even rosterable. The guy's been overrated for at least uh, two years right now. Uh, disappointing day for Golden Tate. Uh, Marvin Jones was not 100%, but uh, Galladay, uh, you know, gets, gets, it, gets it done again. This team wants to have more balance than anything else, and they're starting to exhibit it. They're heading in the right direction philosophy-wise, and you need to know what's going on there fantasy-wise, and you also need to go know what's going on betting-wise because, you know, the Lions are going to be a team, if they, they want to play at their pace, they're going to hit the under. Yeah, they didn't hit the under last yesterday, the 31-23, putting up points. And, Scotty, our guy, it would be, it would be so nice, Galladay. Yeah. yeah. There it is, 98 of Matthew Stafford's 183 yards of of passing go to our guy Kenny Galladay. I mean, his ascension is complete. If you were listening to us in the offseason, hopefully you took a chance because he is now definitively one of the top receivers for the Detroit Lions and definitively, in my opinion, Scotty, a week-to-week wideout too. Yeah, he, he certainly is. He's a wideout too, right? There. Forward, maybe? Reliable floor there. Overall, regular, like reg- reliable floor and uh, regular touchdown target. Absolutely. We keep going over all the action from yesterday. Dane and Scott, Roto Experts in the morning, right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only place to go for 24-7 fantasy sports advice. Once you download the FNTSY Sports Radio app, you'll get the most accurate experts and most entertaining programming in the fantasy sports world. Listen to great shows like Fantasy Football Frenzy. There you go right there, Goon Squad. Game Time Decisions. Good teams win, great teams cover. Fantasy Freestyle. You know what it is. And plenty more. Download the FNTSY Sports Radio app on your iPhone and Android devices now and take the best fantasy sports talk wherever life leads you. 
Welcome back. Roto Experts in the morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and the King, Scott Engel, reacting to everything we saw yesterday in Week 5 of the NFL and the fantasy football season. Later on in the show, we'll look ahead and preview Monday Night Football as the Washington football team goes down to the Dome where the Saints are about to stand up and get crunk with an opportunity to really kind of solidify themselves in the NFC South. But the Washington team has a chance to solidify themselves in the NFC East. I mean, the Eagles go down, the Cowboys go down, and the New York Giants go down as well, Scotty, but the Giants go down in epic fashion, okay? They score with 108 left to go, Saquon Barkley with a 15-yard touchdown, and Saquon, by the way, court touchdown passes from Eli Manning and from Odell Beckham yesterday, Um, but regardless, after that, Graham Gano, and we don't talk about kickers much, Scotty, but Graham Gano with a 63-yard field goal to put the Giants to bed literally almost in the same exact spot as last year when Philadelphia Eagles kicker Jake Elliott put them to bed with a 61-yard field goal at the end of this game. Scotty, what do you take away from this one? Uh, Five straight games now to start Saquon Barkley's career where he has over 100 scrimmage yards. He winds up with 129 in this one on 19 touches. He gets in the end zone twice. Saquon Barkley returning first-round value. I had to detect a little Jet fan twisting the Giants' knife in uh, there with a little bit of the beginning of that diatribe. But, uh, That's what happened. But, but you know, <laughs> I think you're being very covert about that, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, you know, when Jim Day comes looking for you, you know, it's, uh, it's all I'll love. protect you. Uh, but love. look, uh, you know, Saquon Barkley, he's getting it done as a receiver. The line's not getting the job, block, job done blocking, uh, but they're getting him out in space. Odell Beckham Jr. with his best game of the year. We noticed his touchdown regression was going to come in a positive way. And, uh, you know, there were jokes out there on the Internet yesterday about how the Giants finally found their quarterback when he threw that long touchdown pass to Saquon Barkley. Uh, on the other side, you think he kind of got the performance you expected from Cam Newton. Uh, Christian McCaffrey had an okay day. Devin Funches was a little disappointing. And Greg Olson came back. And as far as kickers go, it, look, Nobody wants to pay any attention to them. I say it all the time, but sometimes they make a difference. You know, if you had distant scoring in your league, that certainly mattered. Uh, you know, you much would have rather had Graham Gernot than Mason Crosby, which we wouldn't even really touch on. You know, we talked about the right. Green Bay game. Uh, the, nobody. That shows how this shows how random kickers are, though. One minute, the guy's making a 63-yard field goal, and then the next minute, the, the, the top four fantasy kicker who has been reliable forever all of a sudden misses five kicks. Like, nobody saw that coming. And if you if you were in a league where you lost points for uh, yep. you know, missed field goals, boy, that was yep. painful. Yeah, absolutely. And to add to it, Scotty, I mean, Crosby was even inside, you know, in Detroit, inside against the defense you thought could have been had. You know, I mean, so I completely agree with you, all right? Let me ask you this, though. Going back to this Giants-Panthers game, Eli Manning only gets sacked one time, and then he's able to put up 326 yards and two touchdowns. There was a lot of talk going into this. I don't know if you saw, Scotty, the interview like Odell Beckham did, like with Little Wayne at his side, where there was a comment like he doesn't know if Eli is like holding him Yeah, back. I read about that, yes. You know, that sort of stuff. What do you take about this? Because now I'm going to tell you something right now, Scotty. The Giants now go to one and four, right? And it does not get any easier for them. I believe the Giants are on Thursday night football this week. 
week. They are, and they host the defending reigning Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles as they kick off week six on Thursday night football. But uh, the Eagles are coming off a loss as well. That's, uh, that's going to be an interesting one, and I feel like it can get off the rails in New York real quick. Yeah, it's, you know, that could be... That could certainly be a high-scoring game, you know. I think Jalen Mills' new uh, new middle name is Toast, you know, because yeah, everybody's really. you know burning this guy. Uh, but it, look, you, you saw you saw Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard starting to emulate Odell Beckham Jr. So that they you know they they better they better get their head on straight quick. You know, this team this team's falling apart. And they seem headed for another long season, much to your delight. But uh, you know, there will be some fantasy offense out of this crew. No, not necessarily to my delight per se, uh, you know. Nah, it's all good. It. it doesn't matter to me. It's not it doesn't matter to me. It's all good. It, but it sounded yes. to me like you charted, you charted up the games that the Giants had lost recently on, on big field goals. No, no, no. I just think, I mean, it's not, it's not every day when you lose on a 60-plus yard field no. goal at the end of the game. So, And Graham Gano and Jake Elliott have done the deed against the New York football giants. And on the other side of town, the New York Jets get a W, Scotty, 34-16 to in a big game. Uh, listen, Isaiah Crowell, okay, Isaiah Crowell, 15 carries, 219 yards and a touchdown, a long touchdown run, a 77-yard touchdown run, and another big run. The Jets' offense. Listen, Darnold, under 50% completion percentage, right? Only 198 yards through the air. But it didn't matter because, listen, Scotty, the Jets ran for over 300 yards on the ground. I mentioned Crowell with a huge day, 219 and a touchdown. Blau Powell also 99 yards himself. And then if you look at the passing game, I said Darnold only 198, but we had a Robbie Anderson sighting, two big plays. He gets into the end zone twice, 123 yards. You know, it's been Inunua so much. He didn't do jack yesterday, but it's been like the close, tight game with the inside bubble screens and stuff like that. That, they decided to go over the top to Robbie Anderson twice, and it worked out yesterday. Yeah, it's uh, but Robbie Anderson's like a niche sort of receiver right. for the uh, you know for the Jets right now. It's uh, it's boomer bust. You know, if he's got the ability to go deep, then he will. So you can't trust Robbie Anderson whatsoever. You know, we've we've already seen that Quincy and Newman was playing with a finger injury, and he didn't catch a single pass with Isaiah Crowell. You know, maybe he's. Maybe this guy's the Deshaun Jackson of running backs. Four carries, zero yards last week, and this week he's setting the franchise record. You know, I think you're going to take a risk every time you throw him out there. So let me ask you this, though, and, and I'm not saying – I'm not trying to, you know, pump up my Jets anymore, but, you know – Powell and Crowell, you know, you can't really make too much rhyme or reason about them, Scott. I mean, Crowell has the huge day, right? 219 yards on the ground, but Powell had more rush, rushes. Powell had 20 carries, and I mean, he has a representative day. If you're a Bilal Powell owner, you take 99 yards on the ground, you know what I mean? You're not mad at that. So what's the outlook for these two guys moving forward? Are these guys both viable flex plays, or are they a little bit lower than that? Are you okay with them maybe as a bi-week fill-in, Scott? Out these guys out moving forward because it's hard to see. I kind of think they're in the same place on fantasy rankings almost, right? I would say just right around their flex plays. Yeah, they're right. They're flex plays, but uh, I think you're rolling the dice every time you throw right. one of them out there and you just don't know what you're going to get here. 
All right, talk to me though, Scotty. Talk to me because I know they were your survivor pick, and you got through. Everybody got through. Taking the, uh, you took the Jets. Uh, Blue it and I both took the Patriots and got through on Thursday night. We didn't have good game days against the spread and with our picks, so we'll talk about those maybe a little bit later on. But Scotty, Sam Darnold still under fifty percent completion percentage. What do we make out of him? He gets three touchdowns and a nice ball, a nice ball to Robbie Anderson. Trust me, I was right there on the field and I saw it. Um, but 10 of 22, under 50%, that's not the best. No, it's not even close to the best. It's, uh, so. you know, that, 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 that's kind of put a little sugar on it. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you're a nice guy, so you do things like that. But, uh, you know, Sam Darnold's very erratic. You know, he's, he's a rookie. He, he's playing yeah. like it. You know, if he's, he's really not rosterable in, one, in a 1QB league. All right. Fair enough. Hey, Scott, I got to tell the people, hit us up on the phone if they want to – Join us as we put the fun and functional sports content here on Roto Experts in the morning. The number to call is 844-843-6879 in the next segment. If you want to holler at us, we'll answer a couple of questions. All right. And also, you can always follow us on Twitter at Spittin' Speeds, at Scotty Roto X. You know, Scott, I mean, listen, we always talk about this, right? Sometimes if you're good for your NFL team, it's bad for the fantasy team. And if it's bad for the fantasy team, it's bad for the NFL team, it's good for the fantasy team. For example, the Broncos were really never in this game. They were down big, right? But those garbage time points really count in fantasy. Case Keenum, 377 yards and two touchdowns. Demarius Thomas, for example, makes his day look good as five catches, 105, and a touchdown. But that happened in garbage time in the fourth quarter, a 42-yard touchdown pass when the Jets were just trying to get out of dodge. Talk to me about these Broncos wideouts, okay? Because I still think Manny Sanders is the guy. In recent weeks, we've been talking about a guy like Cortland Sutton starting to eat into Demarius Thomas, but Thomas comes back and leads the team in receiving yards, but he really spread it around. I mean, DT with 105, Manny with 90, uh, excuse me, 72 yards receiving. Cortland Sutton gets the touchdown. We even saw Deshaun Hamilton get involved. It looks like Case Keenum spreading it around for its 377 yards through the air. Yeah, and a lot of that was like, you know, playing catch up as well, too. And he also had a few turnovers as well. So, you know, Case Keenum is not a, is not 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 even rosterable, I think, in a two quarterback league because he'll just drive you crazy. You know, leave him on the waiver wire, pick him up if you need a bit of bye week. But the week before, he proved he can't even take advantage of a good matchup. And as far as this right. receiving crew uh, goes, you know, Demarius Thomas kind of padded his stats late. Uh, you know. He, He's been disappointing for the most part. Sanders had his season high for receptions. And if Cortland Sutton didn't get injured, uh, you know, he made a bad numbers. Yep, 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 that's true. I still think Cortland Sutton is on the come, though, in Denver. Would you agree with that, Scotty? He definitely is. And uh, by next season, you know, might not be any more Demarius Thomas in Denver. Yeah, absolutely. Remember, he is on the last year of his deal, I do believe. And remember, the Broncos drafted not only Sutton, but Deshaun Hamilton out of Penn State as well. It looks like they are planning for the future in Denver. And the future may come a little bit early in Denver as well, because as of now, the Broncos go to 2-3. and three. Don't forget, in that division, they have the 5-0 and o Chiefs, and the Chargers got to win. They go to 3-2, and two, so they're looking up at a couple of teams still in the AFC West. Hey, Scotty, one last game I want to get to here before we go to the uh, commercial break is, listen, 
In Las Vegas, they are pretty smart over there, Scotty. They keep on building those big buildings in the desert, and they're using your money to do so. They set the total of this game at 58. Last time I checked, 41 plus 17, which was the final score, equals 58. <laughs> As the yep. Pittsburgh Steelers get a W going to 2-2-1, two, two, and 41-17. Ben Rod- but, you know, it, it wasn't the huge day that we all fought for people. You know, I was telling people the game stack. Matt Ryan, though, only 285 and a touchdown. Ben Roethlisberger gets three touchdowns but only 250 yards. Now, talk to me about the Atlanta run game. Scotty, is this something that they just got thrown out of game flow because they were down 13 nothing right away? But Devontae Freeman, 8 for 32, Fugazi. Tevin Coleman, 7 for 15, Fugazi. Ido Smith gets a touchdown, 5 yards though, Fugazi to me. What is going on with the Atlanta offense? They were outside on the grass, outside of the dome. They only put up 17 points against a defense that a lot of people were scoring against. Yeah, the Pittsburgh defense played very good. Uh, you know, they... Well, one thing, they give up a lot of points, but they give up, they, they play well against the run, and they get a lot of pressure on the passer. And, uh, you know, Matt Ryan just wasn't able to get comfortable, but I think he's going to bounce back. Very disappointing day for Julio Jones if you had him in daily. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Ridley, look, that's not going to happen every week. He'll bounce back. Mohamed Sanu with a beautiful catch and run and a touchdown and a slant down the middle. And Austin Hooper had a nice day. But still, you know, the guys you want to have on this roster are Julio and Calvin. But, you know, you got to hope for for Julio. And it happens, you know, once every three games or so. He's going to blow up for 150-plus yards. But the guy's just not going to get in the end zone. That's the way the offense is designed. It's they 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 just don't throw those fifty fifty balls. And you know Julio Jones, if he was on a, with a different quarterback, some some passers like Matt Ryan and Jared Goff are great at just hitting the open man or spreading the ball around. They don't throw the fifty fifty ball, and you know that's part of why you don't see the touchdowns from Julio Jones. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I was on this game telling you guys to game stack, but I told you about the wrong ones. Instead of the running back, I told you, you should have went ahead on the other side with James Conner. James Conner, you know, listening to this, oh, Lev Bell is going to come back stuff? Oh, he'll be back here in a week? Hey, hold my beer, guys. He goes 21 carries, 110 yards, gets in the end zone twice via the run game, then gets another 75 yards in the air or the passing game, 185 yards, two times. Touchdowns and four catches, giving you a big game. Antonio Brown, also, you don't want to hear about, oh, is there tension? Oh, is he complaining? He gets 101 yards and two touchdowns. He looks good. But uh, my guy that I've been hyping up for the last couple of weeks, Vance McDonald, doesn't do it. Only one catch, six yards. But it's not like Jesse James, the other tight end, did much either. Two for 20 in this one. Help me make rhyme a reason that the Steelers 41 points on offense, Scotty. Yeah, it's uh, Juju Smith-Schuster with not a lot of yardage. We've seen that uh, the last two weeks, so that's something to keep your eye on. Uh, you know, Antonio Brown, we knew this was going to happen at some point. With James Conner, uh, look, you know they have a bye in Week 7. Le'Veon Bell's not mm-hmm. coming back till Week 8. Maybe he won't be in, in rhythm until Week 9. Uh, we really don't know what's going to happen until like week, at least week nine with Levy on Bell. So take what you can get out of Connor when you can get it. You know, take it on a week to week basis because you want to you want to win every game if you possibly can. Now, you know, there's been some really big games from there's been some mediocre games. So if you want to sell on Connor to the Levy on Bell owner right now, I say go ahead and do it.
Okay, and then, Scotty, I got to tell you something. What's interesting to me, this AFC North in general, right? Listen, the... Bengals, who we're going to talk about right after the break, they win. They go to four and one, right? Then you got the uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Even though they lose, they go to three and two. We'll talk about them after the break. The Browns are two two and one. The Steelers are now two 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 and one. None of these teams are below five hundred. And then you got the Steelers and Bengals facing each other next week. This is really still anybody's ball game in the AFC North, despite the fact that Cincinnati is up at a hot start at four and one. Right? This is a this is a very interesting division, in my opinion, Scotty. Yeah, it, it it certainly is, and uh, you know Cincinnati. Uh, I don't know if they'll win a playoff game, but uh, you know right. certainly looking good in the regular season. Tyler Boyd was a little bit disappointed yesterday. Uh, the defense, you know, they give they give up a lot of points, but they're also very opportunistic. You know, mm-hmm. which uh, could help them make a first their first deep playoff run because we see defenses now in this era, but. They give up a lot of points, but it's all about creating turnovers. And they've, you know, they they've scored off a touchdown a few times this year. Yeah, absolutely. So listen, here's what we're going to do, Scotty. We're going to take a quick break. We got to pay the bills here on uh, Roto Experts in the morning. When we come back, we're going to zoom in on that AFC North. Okay, we'll see what the Cincinnati Bengals were able to do with that opportunistic defense, like you mentioned. We'll talk about the game that went into overtime, Baltimore and Cleveland, and then we'll talk about one of the biggest upsets of the week as well that happened up there in Buffalo. All those games are on tap as we react to everything Week Five. Dane and Scott here, Roto Experts in the Morning on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on back after the break. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Groove is in the heart here in Roto Experts yeah. in the morning on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Scotty, I can think, I can picture you really being into this one, into that song, huh? Oh, yeah. My, my club days, yeah. I'm sure you couldn't last for another. Let's get into it, though, Scotty. Uh-uh. The Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals, they go to 4-1, and one, maybe one of the more surprising records in the NFL. And I just told you, they got a game on Baltimore, and then I guess, what, a game and a half on these two 2-1 two and one teams in the division as well. And they got a home matchup with the Pittsburgh Steelers next week. So they are really primed to be able to make a statement in this division, and they get a win yesterday, 27-17, against the Miami Dolphins. Andy Dalton, who is a guy who I've been recommending for a while, didn't really have a huge 
huge game. Only 248 yards. He did get in. He did get into the end zone once with a throw to Joe Mixon. And let me go there. Joe Mixon in his return. Gotta like what you saw out of Joe Mixon, Scotty. Unfortunately, you were talking about um, Mark Walton. He didn't really get involved. Everyone was like, "Oh, Mixon may not be ready for a full workload." Those were all the reports I heard yesterday morning. But he looked like he got a full workload to me. 25 touches, 22 carries, 93 yards, another 22 in the passing game. He gets in the end zone. If you're a mix-on, mix-off owner, you have to like the fact that he went for 115 scrimmage yards, a touchdown, and three catches. You'll take the 20 points. You'll take him looking like a workhorse in Cincinnati. Yeah, inside injuries was saying he he came back two weeks too early. He needed two more weeks to heal. But the one thing that you can't predict, though, uh, you know that, that you got to remember. I, I actually reserved Mixon in one league for Philip Lindsay, and I, I'm still winning my game handily. But you know that's not the point. You know sure. it's it's even if we say you know this guy isn't fully healed, you never can predict how a player is going to respond. Some guys have higher pain tolerance than others and will respond to the injuries differently than others. So you know that's what we saw. Look, Brian Westbrook well, when he played for the Eagles was always banged up in some way, shape, or form, and uh, he would still go out and play well. And other, we've seen other guys, you know, the injuries linger with them and uh, they don't produce as well. That's something hard to predict. So it really depends on what your other option is, et cetera. You know, if you had another option close to Joe Mixon, say you had James Conner, you could sit right. Joe Mixon. But it really depends on who else you have. Uh, and everybody was worried, should I activate Mixon? And, you know, I was leaning towards no, you know, because I put a lot of faith in what inside injuries has. But, you know, not even not even the actual doctor who operates on Mixon can predict, you know, how he's going to actually go out and play on the field and tolerate the pain. So, uh, you know, the, 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 look, so a lot of times with certain guys, I think you learn over time and you look at the player himself and say, what's the history? Has he been able to play through injuries and do well? With Leonard Fournette, we haven't seen that. Yeah, let me ask you, though, to try to spin it forward, Scotty, because remember, in this time when Joe Mixon has been out, is sort of the semi-emergence of Tyler Boyd, the semi-charm kind of life, baby, baby. But now... With uh, Joe Mixon kind of back, are they going to try and just go right back to where they know their bread is buttered and this is going to be really A.J. Green and Joe Mixon and then a step down to Tyler Boyd? Is Tyler Boyd still this startable, like almost wide receiver two that we've been heralding him as as the last couple of weeks? Tyler Boyd had a little bit of a disappointing game, but I think I don't think that had, that had anything to do with Joe Mixon being back because Giovanni Bernard, Bernard was playing very well. Uh, you know, putting up the same kind of numbers you might expect from Mixon. So I, re- I really don't think think any one has to do anything with the other. It just adds more diversity to the uh, to the Bengals' offense. But they had it anyway when he was out. Yeah, let's look at the Miami side of things here, Scotty. Now, at the beginning of the year, Scotty, they were you know three and O, flying high. But our guy Mike Blewett, who uh, does the FST show with me next hour usually. He was saying that a lot of the sharps out there in Vegas were high on the Dolphins, but only early season. You know, when they have those home games in the Florida heat in September. And listen, a couple of teams went down there and got L's, you know. So I see that. Now, though, last week uh, on... 
they went up to New England and they got boat raced. This week, you know, they don't look impressive again away from home in Cincinnati. Ryan Tannehill cannot get above 200 yards passing, only 185 and two picks from him. You know, this receiving core, Kenyon Drake leads the team in receiving. You know, all this stuff, the Kenny Stills bombs, the Jacquiz, Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson, all of those go away. Outside of Drake, no one can get over 45 yards receiving. Talk to me about these Dolphins now. I mean, they started 3-0. I am still kind of okay on the under on this team. Is that which, which is the real Miami Dolphins and their offense? What we saw when they were in the friendly confines of Florida early in the season or what we've seen the last two weeks at Cincinnati and at New England? I think it's more what we've seen the last two weeks. And there's, there's nobody you can depend on on this offense. Certainly not Kenny Stills, who had right. his second two-catch, 17-yard game in four weeks. You know, we're always hearing that. If you go with one Dolphin, you know, go with Stills. I, I, you can't trust any Miami Dolphins. Ryan Tannehill was absolutely disgusting yesterday. You know, so he's usually mediocre very often. But yesterday was disgusting. There was this one interception, and you see it on, on replay like, what are you trying to do, a backwards hook shot? You know, what the heck are you trying to do here? You know, Tannehill's trying to force things. And for a conservative quarterback like him, that's just not good. You know, Kenny Drake was something to surprise. But Frank Gore still leading the, leading the team in carries. Kenny Drake officially is a bust. You can't rely on Ryan Tannehill. I don't want to roster any Miami Dolphins. They, they, yeah, they, that is like one of the worst 3-0 teams I've ever seen. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I think the, uh, you know, it's turning midnight on the pumpkin down there in South Beach. Scotty, I talked about, you know, this segment and wanted to zoom in on the AFC North. We talked about the Bengals at 4-1 and one. in second place in that division, the Ravens, but they lose to fall to 3-2. and two. And then the Browns and the Steelers are both at 2-2-1. Two, two and one. The Browns have two wins. And Scotty, honestly, there is an argument that could be made that they should really be like 4-1 and one or even 5-0. and oh. They get a win 12-9. to nine, But as you can imagine, this was a lot of field goals in this one. No, only touchdowns scored was the Baker Mayfield to Rashad Higgins 19 yard touchdown pass but then a missed extra point not a ton of offense in this one talk to me though about the Baltimore run game Scotty you know we've been talking about Alex Collins we've been talking about Buck Allen right and honestly I guess it was Buck Allen you know Buck Allen has less yards in the run game but still more of an option in the passing game it was Buck Allen six catches for 44 yards that were the best part of the fan Fantasy day for Baltimore. Flacco didn't do much either. He gets the 298, but he doesn't get in the end zone uh, through the air at all. Yeah, it with, with Allen, he also lost a key fumble, right. and this just just going to continue to be a timeshare, and that's it. Uh, you, I was noticing the goal line packages though that they were still leading towards Allen. Uh, you know, Alex Collins had some very nice runs. Uh, as well, you know, some really nifty runs, but the, you know, they just didn't give him the ball a lot, and I think that that's going to continue. You know, maybe enough to use him as a flex, but you know, the upside is gone. I think for Alex Collins, you know, we saw the regression from John Brown, and yep. uh, you know, look, Michael Crabtree's mediocrity personified. Every week, it's like fifty, sixty yards. You're never going to get anything more than that. And as far as the Browns go. I don't think you can say they they should be this or that record. You know, if if you didn't earn the victory, you didn't do what you you supposed to do to earn the victory. You don't get the win, and your record is what it says you are. 
All right, but they did get to do enough to earn the victory in this one. And, Scotty, here's the last point I want to make about this game and kind of extrapolate it out, transition to our next game real quick. I mean, it is so hard, Scott, to go and win on the road in the NFL. It really is. You know, I mean, we look at what these Baltimore Ravens look like at home and what they look like on the road, and it's a completely different thing. We talk about Big Ben on the home and home and on the road. The Philadelphia Eagles, you know, have two losses on the road already at Tennessee and at Tampa Bay. Even the Browns are getting wins at home. And then this next game I want to talk about, you know, the, the Buffalo Bills. They beat the Tennessee Titans 13-12. to 12. This was one of our guys, Mike Blewett's uh, picks that we make against the spread but I gotta tell everybody Scotty and you've heard me say it on this show a number of times the home dogs the home everyone all the public always likes to bet these road favorites and the home dogs continue to come in the Detroit Lions were a home dog they won outright yesterday the Cleveland Browns were a home dog they won outright yesterday these Buffalo Bills were a home dog they won outright yesterday everyone thought that the Los Angeles Rams would come in and be able to cover a seven and a half point spread on the road, including the King Scott Angle. Seattle keeps it close at home. The home dogs are really a place you need to look at when you are making your bets. It is a hard thing to go on the road in the NFL and win a game. The Tennessee Titans were not able to do that either. The Buffalo Bills win this one 13-12 in Buffalo. But listen, there is no kind of offense in this one either, Scott. Both teams failed to get 220 five yards of offense. I'm not sure where you want to go in this one, but at least we did have a Shady McCoy sighting. He has 26 touches and gets you 108 scrimmage yards. Yeah, it was good to see the volume from McCoy yesterday. Uh, you know, the the per touch average was not really thrilling, but, you know, if you drafted LaShawn McCoy in the fourth round, which a lot of people did, you yep. know, this was very encouraging. Nothing in the passing game. Josh Allen had a, had a pretty uh, touchdown run, but, uh, you know, the, the, the completion percentage which was just awful, and he's really struggling. Uh, on the other side of the ball, a very down game for Mariota. Uh, you thought Corey Davis, maybe we saw him turn the corner, and then he flipped back to mediocrity yesterday. Uh, but with these Buffalo Bills, it's it's crazy. You know, it's like one week people are calling them the worst team in the league, and you know they're then they're taking out Minnesota, and yeah, yeah. they're beating they're beating Tennessee. It's like yeah. it's like if they see a giant, they want to kill it. But right. other than that, they don't play too well. Yeah, trying to play up to the level of their competition. You hear people, <clears throat> excuse me, teams playing down to the level of their competition. These guys were playing up to the level of their competition. Talk to me, Scotty. One of the biggest timeshares we see in the NFL this year is the running back situation in Tennessee, right? So Derrick Henry on one side gets you 56 yards on the ground, so that's okay. But on the flip side, but nothing really in the passing game, right? And on the flip side, Deion Lewis gets you 34 on the ground, gets you another 14 through the air. When you add his catches and PPR scoring, it's Lewis who outscored Henry. But just like everybody else in this game, no real production. Talk to me about these Titans running backs moving forward. Yeah, it's uh, with Derrick Henry, he's not even rosterable right now. With really? Deion Lewis, you know, you hope there's some game script where they're playing from behind and, uh, or just maybe they realize that they, they should use him more. But Right now, he's just a borderline flex play. You got, you got two, you got two guys right now with no upside. 
That is the case. <laughs> that is the case. There is no upside. However, I'm telling you, Scott, there is upside in betting on these home dogs. They seem to always come in. But here's what I got to tell people. You can check out who the home dogs are and if you want to bet with them and what percent of the money is in on these dogs over at mybookie.ag. If you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but are sick of dealing with the professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups. Ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches. Avoid experts winning 90% of the money like our guy Colin Drew who keeps doing it week by week. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can receive a 50% deposit bonus. So no more dealing with all that nonsense. Go on over to mybookie.ag, enter the promo code FNTSY, and start choosing your matchup using the props builder tool that's mybookie.ag but what about that Scott you know we talk about it as like a thing that the sharps do over the public are really these home dogs and listen Detroit was a home dog they won outright the Bills were a home dog they won outright the Browns were a home dog they won outright you know I mean Listen, Seattle, they were a big-time home dog. It looked like they were going to win. They just, you know, they kept it very close, you know, in that game as well. I mean, it is a hard thing to go on the road and win in the NFL, Scotty. Yeah, you know, but uh, it really depends on quality of opponent, too. It's uh, Seattle hung in the game, but, you know, ultimately the Rams are the better team. You know, and they find a way to win. You know, that's what good teams do, whether it's home or their road. You know, these teams that end up with, with like 11 or more wins, especially playoff teams, they find a, win to, a way to win those key games on the road. Yeah, but I don't know. Even Buffalo pops up at home. Cleveland now pops up at home. The Green Bay Packers go on the road and lose. You know, the division-leading Titans go on the road and lose. It seems like you get picked off no matter who you are from time to time. Um, well, none of those, none of those teams are really world beaters. You know, it's none of those teams are like, you know, one of the one of so the. So, are you telling teams. me, Scott? Are you telling me, Scott, that you are going away from the trend? You do not believe in the home dog, is what you're saying. What I'm saying is I'm kind of meeting you in the middle, sort of. Uh, it really depends on who the team is. You know, I can't, I can't just say that as a blanket statement. Uh, All the professionals I, in Vegas say it as a, as, a, as a sweeping statement. Well, I think, you know, we've, we've, I don't think they see anything as a sweeping statement. Uh, I think it's a higher percentage, yes, but I don't, I don't think it's absolute. Either, you know, it really depends on the team. You know, we've already seen games this year where the road team is sometimes the favorite, depending on who it is. Right. That's exactly what we're talking about. When the road team is the favorite, um, the ability for them to actually, because the public that is, views that road team usually as the big, the, as the uh, kind of big boy and the lines become inflated. And that's why there is inherent value in the home dog. That's the, that's the point. You know, there is inherent right, value the same in the home yeah. dog. All right, but in any event, Scotty, here's what we got to do. We <laughs> only got a couple of minutes until the top of the hour, and we got to reset it. So, people, just so that they know here, okay, on Mondays when we do fantasy sports today, my boy Mike Blewett is not with us on Mondays. It's Scotty and I. We do it more of a marathon, less of a sprint. We go the full two hours because, honestly, Scotty, we need two hours to break down all of the fantasy action that we saw yesterday. 
yesterday, okay? So for those of you that are listening on Roto Experts in the Morning, I strongly recommend that you keep it locked next hour, that you also subscribe wherever you can get your podcast to Fantasy Sports Today, okay? Because we will take the two hours to go through the entire slate. We've gone through all the 1 o'clock games. We touched on the Rams and Seahawks as well. But when we come back at the top of the hour, we're going to refresh the headlines, and then we're going to talk about some of the late afternoon kickoffs. That's what we're going to get done. And then, of course, we are going to uh, preview Monday Night Football as well as the New Orleans Saints wind up hosting the Washington football team. And we're going to get into that one, Scotty, because honestly, here's what's interesting. The Washington football team, it's very odd, but they're right now 2-1. and one. They're like a game and a half in first place in the NFC East. Yeah, that, uh, that might be looking like the worst division in football right now. Uh, you know, the Eagles not playing well. Dallas lost again last night. Uh, it was a quasi home game for them, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, we could be looking at Washington being 500 and in first place. Right. The Eagles are 2-3. and three. The Cowboys are 2-3. and three. The Giants are 1-4. and four. The Washington could lose tonight and at 2-2 two and two still be in first place in that division. We'll talk about it at the top of the next hour coming back. Dane and Scott. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 